0: You know, and then compare him to Nadal and Federer. Federer has had a shock loss at the Australian Open uh, to to Sitsipas. Nadal had a shock loss to Kyrgios last week. What's going on everybody? Welcome to another episode of Tennis Talk. We're up to episode 19 already. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, We're talking about Indian Wells this week. We did a little bit of a preview... I think last week, end of last week, about the draw. We've only got one tournament going on this week on the ATP World Tour. So we're going to be talking about Indian Wells, the first Masters 1000 Series event. Uh, There's a lot of players coming back. We haven't seen Djokovic since the Australian Open, so we get to see him in action. Uh, There's a bunch of players that we've talked about over the last few weeks, in-form, out-of-form, all playing this event, so we have got a lot to talk about. There's not too many people injured we know about. Delpo not playing, uh, more out of preservation for his knees. We'll go through that a little bit. We won't talk too much, but the tournament started a couple of days ago, so we actually have some results already. And there actually are some uh, some little upsets that have happened uh, over the last couple of, well, especially the last twelve hours. There's been some uh, some upsets, so we're going to talk about that. We'll go through the draw. I'll make my prediction. And all that kind of stuff that we usually do. We'll go through top seeds and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, let's get started. We'll jump straight into it and talk about Indian Wells. All right, so as you can see there, we've got the defending champion, Juan Martin Del Potro. Like I said, not playing in this event because of his knees. I did a video going into a bit more detail about his injury and his reasoning behind pulling out of this event. Uh, You can go check that out. It's on my YouTube channel. Uh, Yeah, and he is the defending champion, he's going to lose all his points, which is a bit of a shame, because over the last two weeks, he's also had to pull out of events where he was the champion, so he's lost a lot of points, and that's going to affect him going into the clay court season, he's probably going to be maybe ranked around the the top 10, not inside the top 5 anymore, because he is going to drop a lot of points, so that is a bit of a shame, but that's what happens, you know, injuries happen, and he is trying to preserve his knees for a longer career, so I'm not going to hold him against uh, pulling out one event to potentially save himself from injury. So that's, you know, totally reasonable. Let's go to the past champions and the seeds. So as you can see there, we have Juan Martín de Potro, and Federer was the champion in 2017, and the runner-up in 2018. So we can kind of look at Federer as the defending champion here. Uh, we obviously know about how Djokovic started the year last year, so he is the top seed here, but he played really terrible last year uh, in the first six months of the year. As we all know, he played amazing in the second half, but the first half he didn't play very well. So even though Federer is maybe the defending champion, we also got Rafa coming back. All that kind of stuff. So very interesting. Djokovic has won this a bunch of times. The only name that kind of sticks out as a strange winner is Ivan Lubacic, which is very strange because number, uh, I don't think he ever made, I think he made like number three in the world was his highest ranking Four, three or four in the world uh before the the Djokovic and Murray's come along and did that and the Vavrinkas, he was kind of like around that top top 3 I think uh but yeah he's the coach of Roger Federer if you uh if you didn't know that so that's very interesting that he is uh he's a past champion and he's now coaching a champion obviously with Federer so very interesting let's jump over to the seeds so as you you know we're basically just going through the top 10 <laughs> the only person missing out of the top 10 is Del Potro as you can see there, we got Djokovic number 1, won this a bunch of times. We got Nadal, Federer. Sasha Sverova hasn't actually done that well here. He's only he's won 4, lost 4. Uh, I was pretty impressed with him last week. He, you know, played well in Mexico, so I'm, you know, maybe hoping for big things here. It probably def- depends on the heat. I think that maybe that might affect him. If it's a nicer climate he seems to play better, but maybe the I don't know. Maybe the the desert heat of Indian Wells might affect him, but we'll see what happens. We got uh, Nishikori there, made a couple of quarterfinals. John Isner made the final here in 2012, so he lost to Federer in the final there. That's very interesting. I didn't know that. Uh, you have got Dominic Team. Uh, not not sure how he's going to go. Uh, then you got Chilad, who's on the comeback from injury. He has, I think, he's only played one event since the Australian Open, and that was kind of not a great event for him. And Stefano Tsitsipas, obviously number nine. He is kind of one of the he's one of the guys that everyone's been talking about obviously Australian Open semi-final beating Federer he got he's won a title already and he got to the Dubai final last week so he's in a little bit of form let's go straight to the draw because like i said things have happened updates we can go through some stuff so the biggest upset in this part of the draw clearly is Nick Kyrgios now i, I don't know if i said this in the in the draw video that i did a couple of days ago but I'm not shocked about this. I'm not surprised he lost to Cole if you, The way I like to watch Nikiros or like to see how he's going to go or predict his matches is if he's playing on a big stage against a big player, he could upset anybody. He showed that last week. If he's playing a, a, big, a smaller player, when I say smaller, no disrespect to Cole Schreiber, but I mean a lesser-known player or a player that he should beat, He's, you know, he should beat Kohlschreiber. He beat Nadal last week. How can he not beat Schreiber? And he's playing. He w- he wouldn't have been playing on the main courts because there's so many other players. He's number 31 seed. There's 30 players that are technically better than him in the rankings. So I'm not shocked uh, that he, you know, he usually doesn't perform against these guys because he hasn't got the crowd to show his talent. If that makes sense. Whereas against the guys last week, he was hitting all the amazing shots because there was a big crowd and he was also playing a big opponent. When he's playing a smaller opponent and a smaller crowd, he just doesn't seem to play. And now, I haven't seen the highlights. I haven't watched any of the match, so I don't know how he played, if he his, how his attitude was or anything like that. But I'm not shocked that he lost. I'm disappointed that he lost, but I'm not shocked. I'm disappointed because he has a 2-0 advantage over Djokovic. That would have been a great matchup. It would have been the... Australian Open champion versus the the guy the the giant killer of Mexico last week, and it would have just been really interesting to see how Djokovic handled handled Kyrgios, especially if Curious was bringing that level of tennis. We won't get to see that, but that's fine. You know, it kind of makes it a little bit easier to predict, I guess. Uh, Gaël is still in there. He is. I'm surprised that Riley Opelka lost in the first round especially to Mayer. is more of a clay court player, so I'm very, it's very strange that he lost. I'm not surprised he lost in tie breaks, but I thought Opelcom might have been able to stamp, uh, you know, put a stamp on this tournament and maybe make a fourth round, especially if he was unseated wildcard. He could have really got some points here, especially being around Cissanato, who is a terrible hardcore player. As he proved again, he lost again in the first round of a hardcore event. He's not very good on hard courts. Go watch my review of his season last year and you'll see why. Uh, but Monfi... We know he's had a pretty good start to this year. He's won a tournament already. He's played really well in other tournaments, so really cool to see. I think he won Rotterdam, uh, which is a Masters, uh, sorry, a ATP 500 tournament. So big tournament uh, in in the scheme of uh, players outside the top 30. It's a big tournament. So yeah, so he's definitely one to watch. I'm really interested to see Djokovic versus Monfils. I'm pretty sure that's going to be a matchup, as you can see there. That'll be interesting because you have Djokovic. Monfils can play really really well when he wants to and he seems to be wanting to right now so that'd be cool to see that but yeah again disappointing for Kyrgios um, especially after last week next part of the draw so another upset up the top there Borna Chorich loses Ivo Karlovic. Chorich I thought played really well last week he got to the semi-finals he lost to Federer no you know no shame in that and somehow lo- loses in the, fir- in the second round uh, to Ivo Karlovic, who we know is a good player. Uh, well, we know, we know, we know he's, a, he's got weapons, but you would think that Chorich, being almost a top-ten player, would be able to figure out a game plan to nullify the serve because Karlovic doesn't have much else other than the serve. So that's kind of strange that that happened. Uh, Basilash really has it pretty much set now to, to push through. I feel like he's, re- he's been playing really well. He beat Hashinov last week or the week before uh, in the first round as an unseeded player. So he was a dangerous unseeded player. But yeah, really interested to see him play there. You got Jules Simon. He seemed to have done really well. And Dominic Thiem. Now, I'm not quite sure about him because he po- pulled out of the second round of the Australian Open with injury. He played clay court events until now. So he's only played two events since then. One of them he got to the semifinals and one of them he lost in the first round. So on clay... He you know, he had mixed results and now he's on hard court. I don't know how <clears throat> sorry, I don't know how he's gonna go. To be honest, he's got the draw opened up now. He should get through this part of the draw on paper, because he should beat Simon and he should be able to beat Ivo Karlovic or Basilashvili if they if he gets through. So we'll see. Alright, Sasha Zverev doesn't have to play his brother in the second round. He his brother lost in the first round, so that is I guess Good, bad for him? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, Alex Dimonor loses to a qualifier. That's a little bit of a shock. Uh, Ricardo Ricardos Barinkas comes in for uh, Dimitrov. So Grigor Dimitrov pulled out at the last minute. So that's a bit of an update since the draw came out. And uh, Barinkas, Barinkas had a pretty good week last week. He beat Medvedev last week. So he's you know he's been pretty good. But unfortunately lost uh, to Struff. And, yeah, like I said, Dimonor losing is a little bit of a shock, you know, to a qualifier. He's better than that. Uh, you know, he seems to be going up and up in the rankings, so it's kind of a shock that he would lose so early. I thought rayonic would be a good matchup against him as well, because rayonic is one of my one of the players I feel is playing really well this season and could be back in the top 10 by the end of the year quite easily. So, either way, I would I would love to see Zverev versus Rayonic. I think that, you know, Zverev getting to a final last week... Rayonich, you know, as I said, having a good year so far, injury free as well. So we'll see what happens. Now this is the biggest upset so far. Stefanos Tsitsipas finally gets into the top ten. He wins a tournament. He makes the final last week, and then he loses to another player who has been talked about a lot lately. Now, not so much, not so much because of him winning against big guys. Now he's going to, because of this win, he's going to be, you know, a lot more well-known. But because he was, you know, he's an 18-year-old, I didn't know who he was until two weeks ago, and I've never heard of him. Apparently, he's an 18-year-old Canadian. Uh, I'm going to say Felix, because I can't pronounce his last name yet. I haven't actually heard it pronounced, so I don't want to stuff it up. So I'm going to say Felix. So Felix got to a clay court event final, uh, lost to Gerrard in the final who's also in this part of the draw, which is funny. And then he he beat Quavos last week and played really well on another clay court event. I think he might have made the quarterfinals, semifinals there. I thought, you know, if he does play Sitsipas, Sitsipas has been playing hard court, clay court's different. Maybe it's a good match. But apparently just wiped him off the court. And that's kind of sad for Sitsipas because Sitsipas had a really big opportunity here. As you can see, the only real player I thought... That would worry Sitsipas in this in this part of the draw would have been uh, Batista Good, just because Batista good has had a really good start to the year as well, beating Djokovic, winning a title in the uh, in the first week of the year, and then also making the quarterfinals of the Australian Open after beating Murray and Chilich and a bunch of other good players. So it's kind of a shame for uh, for Sitsipas, the missed opportunity, and uh, he could have really cemented his top ten spot going into the clay court season, but you know. He'll recover, he'll come back into Miami, and maybe this is the loss that he needed. He did win a title and then make another final, and then he loses in the second round. Maybe it's like a bit of a wake-up call. That's what seems to happen to these younger players. Medvedev had the same problem last week. He you know, seems like he's the man to beat, and then he'll lose in the first round, and it's just crazy. So uh, there is another player that has pulled out, and that is Kevin Anderson. So down the bottom there... Kevin Anderson has pulled out. I'm not sure why. I know he had elbow troubles, and he hadn't played since the Australian Open. So I'm not sure what's happening with him there. But we'll see, uh, going into Miami, what the injury really is. But yeah, he pulled out. So another lucky loser gets his shot. And he's actually, this guy down the bottom is making his opportunity of it. Uh, Another player that I didn't know if he could convert his style or his um, form Onto the hardcourt is uh, is Jera. So Jera seems to be, you know, he's he, the the draw is actually wide open for him now because he doesn't have to play Anderson. So he could potentially get out of this spot because he doesn't have Sitsipas. RBA is probably the only dangerous player. I mean Felix is a good player, but Jera has beaten Felix in the past couple of weeks, so we do know that he knows how to beat him. Hardcourt might be a different story, but this part of the draw is wide open if RBA somehow doesn't get over. Um, Nishioka is a tough player, so I don't think RBA has an easy match there, so we'll see what happens. All right, now this part of the draw hasn't really been played out yet. I mean, uh, sorry, it hasn't been updated yet. We have got a couple of players playing, but yeah, it hasn't been filled out yet. I can go through the... Go through the names that have won. I think Manorino got through against Sangreen. so we got Manorino versus uh, Nishikori. These guys are going to be playing tomorrow, so you know some of these won't be, you know, won't be updated yet. You've got uh, Puy, He's versing Herkax, so Donald Jung lost in that round. Nishikori versus Puy would be interesting because Puy hasn't really done anything since the Australian Open. Got the semi-finals there, obviously, and he hasn't done anything since. Nishikori's had a mixed result since the Australian Open. We'll see what happens. Shapovalov not really done anything since the Australian Open as well. And when I say when he, what he did at the Australian Open, getting a set off Djokovic, that's, you know, a big deal, but he, I think they made the third round there, and then, like I said, Chilich hasn't really done anything either, so this part of the draw is really, you know, it could be anybody you could get a qualifier get through, you could you know, sorry, not a qualifier, you could get a an unseeded player get through, like Johnson or um, you know, Manorino or one of those guys, but then again, you got Nishikori and Chilich, who on paper should get through, right? And that would be a cool, like they seem to always have really good matches when they play, They've been, you know, they've played in massive matches. They've played in Grand Slam finals before against each other. So I I like the Nishikori Chilich matchup, especially the styles. You've got, you know, the big hitting, big serving, and then the guy who runs everything down and gets everything back. So I like that. That matchup would be really fun to watch. And um and it'd be good to see them both back in form to some extent. Alright. Next part of the draw is you're very, I don't know about this one. We got we got some really really good players, and then we have got some really out of form players. Uh, as we can see there, it's already updated. Uh, TFO loses, which is kind of a shame. He hasn't really done anything since the Australian Open, where he obviously ran through uh, Anderson and Dimitrov, and then lost the uh, Rafa in the in the quarterfinals. But since then, he's just done nothing. And I think he kind of suffered from not being seeded in this event. I think he might have been on the on the very on the verge of of a seeding if you look down if you are watching on YouTube I think he's he's ranked in the 40s so he just missed out on a seeding but yeah he um he could have really yeah he 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 was probably my guy to watch because Fognini's played terrible this whole year Kyle Edmonds had mixed results uh, he wanted Kyle Edmonds won a challenger last last week though so that I guess you can put some he's got some match and uh, match fitness but he doesn't have ATP World Tour results to back up. So yeah, this part of the draw is really weird. But then you have got Federer and you've got Vavrinka. Now I think Federer versus Vavrinka is going to be awesome. I hope that happens. I think Federer will win that though. I just think I think the person that comes out of this draw will be the winner of Vavrinka versus Federer because Vavrinka has been on form. Federer has obviously won his hundredth title last week, and I just think that. Edmund Fognini, maybe, like, Elbert's played well, Elbert won a, t- a title a couple weeks ago, he came through qualifying to get here, so he's he's got some recent form, Jerry, eh, I'm not really sure about him, uh, Fukovic, not really, um, so yeah, I would think that it would be out of Federer versus, and Vavrinka, uh, which I think Federer should win, so. Alright, this part of the draw is another interesting part of the draw, so... Again, players with mixed results. So we got another person pulled out there. I can see Rublev's in, which is good. Rublev's a good player. It's good to have him playing. So that is... check my draw. Uh, so Karina Buster is not playing. Oh, that's fair enough. I don't think he's done much, uh, Karina Buster. I know he had that epic match at the Australian Open against uh, Nishikori. So he hasn't really... I don't think he's played done too much since then. I haven't I haven't heard his name that much since then, so you know, maybe he's out with injury for some reason. So Rublev gets a shot. It'd be cool to see Rublev actually do something with this chance. He did get to the final last week against Edmund at that challenger event that I was talking about. So he has got some form. And I feel like he's in a really good part of the draw. So you see there we've got Isna. Isna's played okay the last couple of weeks. He's gotten to a couple of semifinals since losing the first round of the Australian Open. But he's also played matches in those semi-finals where he should have won. He should have beaten Kyrgios. He should have beaten Opelka when he played him in the semi-finals of New York. So I feel like... But then, but this just sets up, isn't it, to play really well at this event. He loves playing in America and he loves playing these first couple of Masters 1000s events as his results showed from last year. So, <coughs> sorry. And then he is also a final here in 2012. So he's got some good memories here. Hashing off down the bottom there, I mean... I thought he was going to play Burdic, <clears throat> which would have been really cool to see. But Berdych loses of uh, Lopez, which is a shame. But yeah, hashinov has got a lot to do. He he's been pretty bad this, uh, pretty disappointing. I wouldn't say bad, but disappointing. I think maybe the top, the top twenty, top ten ranking, uh, potential ranking for him has been uh, really bad for him. And I think that his because he played he's, he plays better as an underdog and uh which he showed in Paris in the masters 1000s last year he played really well and he beat all those guys but it seems like now that he's the number one seed or number two seed in these events he just seems to suffer when he's the favorite so unfortunately he's gonna be the favorite until he plays uh, until he plays isner so he's gonna have to somehow wins some matches, which he hasn't done, which is a shame. Then you've got a couple of young Australians there. They're getting through. And then Pala, who won a, his first a title last week on clay. So it be interesting to see how he goes. You'd think that form and on paper Isna gets through. So we'll see what happens. And then probably one of the more interesting parts of the draw. So we've got Rafa down the bottom. We've got Medvedev up the top. And then we've got a bunch of players in between. So you think that be Medvedev or Rafa getting out of here, um, you know? Uh, Goffin, I feel like he's almost on the comeback. Like he's he's put some results together over the last few weeks. You know, second rounds, third rounds, winning matches, which is what he needs to kind of do when he comes back from injury. And Schwartzman's been playing on clay, so I'm not. But then Schwartzman lost. I think he lost first or second round last week in Mexico. So I don't know what Schwartzman's going to be doing especially when he plays Rafa I think Rafa is going to probably destroy him and maybe embarrass him which is going to be bad but I think out of this part of the draw we get Medvedev and Rafa Medvedev I feel like last week losing early has actually done him good I think that was a good thing to happen I think him winning an event and then playing really well at a couple of other events especially if this year he's gotten to like I think mean he's he's won he's won a title he's gotten to a, a final he's made a couple of i think a semi-final as well and then he made the quarterfinals of the Australian Open in probably Djokovic's hardest match so i think that i think that Medvedev's had a really good year and then losing first round last week will kind of put it back into perspective of okay well you know just because i've won a bunch of matches doesn't mean i'm I'm the best player you know he's not there, he's not, you know, undefea- unbeatable, right, so I think that last week probably maybe snapped him out of that, if he was getting that ego, so I think it was a good thing, so I think that he can really, you know, recover, and he want, you know, these guys that lose in the first round, the week after they want to prove that they're, you know, that was a one-off thing, right, so yeah, I think that I think that Medvedev can uh, really bounce back here, so it'd be interesting to see him versus Rafa, especially how Rafa did last week against Kyrgios, so we'll see what happens. All right. So that's the draw. Very, very interesting draw. Like I said, there are matches played right now, so there are a lot of uh, results still to be played out. And by the time this comes out, it's probably going to have a bunch of those results already, already done. So uh, we'll have to go. You know, you have to keep that in mind when I'm doing my predictions. Now, I, the problem with this, with these these tournaments that have so many players is that I don't, like at the Grand Slams, I don't really like to do predictions at day one. Because if I do a prediction, uh, one player out of 120 players, it's really, it's just, it's not it's not going to be a real, you know, honest or good prediction, you know. Besides picking Djokovic, Nadal or Federer, it's, it's tough. So just keep that in mind. And plus, we haven't seen Djokovic play since the Australian Open, so, you know, if I, I, it's hard to predict that he's going to get to a semi-final when I haven't really seen much of him, and plus I've seen a lot of sitzepas lately, and he lost in the first round, so it kind of goes both ways. Saying that, let's get straight into the predictions. <laughs> right, first part of the draw. So Djokovic's little quarter of the draw. He's got Dominic Team in there. You've got well, it would have been Kyrgios, but he's not there. Choric is gone now, so he doesn't have to worry about him. I think the only dangers for. For Djokovic would be Team, if Team somehow turns around and becomes amazing. Or Monfi. And now he'll play Monfi in the in the um in the four third round. Yeah, thir- fourth round. So if he plays Monfi, that'll be very hard for him, but I think that's his toughest match. And if he can get through that, I think he makes the semifinals. So let's pencil Djokovic down for the semifinals. He hasn't given me any reason not to go for him. I made the mistake at the Australian Open, then I thought that he wasn't going to win matches, and he he made me look like an idiot. So I'm going to go Djokovic until he proves me otherwise. If he loses second round here, then we'll talk about Miami. Maybe he'll be different there. We'll see. Djokovic to the semifinals, and then he's going to play. Now we've got Zverev's part of the draw now. So we've got Zverev, Raonic. They're probably the two best players in this part of the draw, because you've got Anderson's not playing... Sitsipas is already out and also uh, Diminor's out and Dimitrov's not playing. So a lot of the players that I predicted would play each other. And we have got RBA. RBA is always a dark horse. We got to got to remember that RBA is a really good player and I think RBA can probably get out of that part and maybe I think we'll get a, a Rayonich versus Verev fourth round. So it's going to be like the Monfi Djokovic fourth round. It's going to be really really interesting to see that match. And I think maybe the winner of that match might get through. But I'm going to say based on form and based on the fact that he loves playing these tournaments and he loves Masters 1000, for some reason he hates playing. He can't play Grand Slams, but he can play Masters 1000's events and play really well. So I'm going to go Zverev. I think Zverev versus Djokovic will be the top, the first semifinal. Now, on paper, okay, number one versus number three, no big surprise. But... I don't think I don't think Zverev's gonna have it easy, and I think Zverev's gonna to have to get through Raonic to get there and potentially play RBA, which is gonna to be tough as well. So that's if Zverev's, you know that's if Zverev gets through the uh, the players, you know, around that area anyway. Alright. Next part of the draw we have is Federer's part. Now, like I said in the uh, so in Federer's part of the draw, we've got Nishikori, we've got Chilic, we've got Vavrinka, we've got Pui, Shapovalov, and Edmund. Probably the on form, Edmund, I'll put him in that mix just because he won a tournament last week. But Nishikori, Pui, we know what they've done this year. Chilich, we know what he's capable of. Oh, Fognini's in there as well, but he's playing like trash, so we're not going to talk about him. Uh, But yeah, like I said in the preview uh, before, Vavrinka versus Federer is going to be really cool to see. I think that the winner of that will keep going through, because I don't think that I don't know if Chilich is really there, and I don't know if Nishikori is. Well, I don't think I don't think Nishikori can beat Federer. Uh, He's beaten him once in the last six months, but like I've said, I think that was a (laughs) one-off, and I've you know I'm yet to see them rematch that because I just think Federer knows how to play Nishikori. But in that on in London, it seemed to be a bit weird. Federer wasn't playing his best, so um, yeah. So I think that we get if Chilich. Doesn't get through. I think we get Nishikori versus Federer, and then I think Federer gets to the semifinals. Just because I, he seems to, he just plays well here. He goes to the final last year. He won the event the year before, and I just think he plays well here. So you know, I think Federer will get to the semifinals again. No big surprise. He's number four, but I don't know if he'll have it as easy as you know. He seems to drop sets early on in the tournament. So maybe he'll drop a set against Pavrinka. Maybe he'll drop a set against uh, Nishikori. But then I think he might. You know, do some damage after that. All right, and then the last part of the draw is Nadal's part of the draw So we've got Isner, we've got Hashinov we've got Medvedev, and we've got. They're probably are the biggest players. I wouldn't. Oh, no disrespect to Goffin and Schwartzman, but I just don't feel like they're gonna really do anything here, especially because Schwartzman's not really a, He's been playing a lot more clay court events, and he hasn't really done much on the hard court, so I can't really you know, put any confidence in him. And I don't know about Hashinov really. He has to prove something, you know, to everyone that he's deserving of a top fifteen ranking. So okay, so I think that I think Isner's kinda got it set in that top part of the draw. I think he, if he doesn't get to the to the quarterfinals, he will be kicking himself because he's playing basically against all Clay Court players or all young players that he should beat. And he's played you know, he's got two two semifinals in the last couple of weeks, so he should play, you know, well. Medvedev versus Nadal is going to be the interesting one. Now, I know a lot of people are going to probably disagree with me here. But I just can't, for some reason, I just can't bring myself to pick the top four seeds and because that's a terrible prediction. So I'm not going to pick Nadal. I'm going to pick Medvedev to win. I think Medvedev, they've never played before. And like I said, I think it's a good thing that Medvedev lost last week. And I just think that, I don't know the way that the way I saw Nadal play against Kyrgios it made me question if people watch that match how to beat Nadal in some respect and I love Rafa don't get me wrong Rafa is one of my favorites but I just think that Medvedev might be able to do something there and I think that because they've never played before there's no head to head record I it's kind of I can go out on a limb on this one so I think Medvedev gets through. And I want to get I want Medvedev to get through just because I really like him uh as a player and I like to see I would like to see him in the top ten because I feel like he deserves it. Especially the year he's had. Medvedev versus Federer in the second semi-final now. We've got Djokovic versus Verev. I can't wait for that. If that happens, I can't wait because we haven't seen Djokovic versus Verev since the final of London. We all know what happened there. Zverev beat him. They also played in the round robin stage. Djokovic beat him there. I think there's like a they've got like a two all record or their their records really even. Um, and Zverev's played really well against Djokovic at, at Masters one thousands events. So I f- think that that'll be really cool to see. Maybe I'll do a live stream on that. So make sure you stay tuned for uh, for the light. Maybe I'll do a live stream. But I think Djokovic will get through. I think Djokovic makes the final. Djokovic hasn't given me any reason not to go for him. In these, you know, and like I said in the past, I've gone, I've gone against Djokovic, and he's proved me wrong. So, I want to go for Djokovic until he proves me wrong that I picked him. Federer versus Medvedev. Now, I think that Federer, I think, I think Federer versus Medvedev, another interesting match. Federer is the man with, you know, hundred titles. You know, coming off to buy, playing really well, plays really well at this event. Playing Medvedev, one of the players of the season, you know. Up there with Tsitsipas, up there with uh, Tremont Fee and those guys who have won titles and played really well at other events. But I think Federer gets through just because I think that... I think Medvedev... If Medvedev has to get to the semifinals, he has to beat Nadal. So if Medvedev can beat Nadal, I just think he's going to drop off and then Federer can capitalize on that. So I think Federer versus Medvedev, I think Federer gets through. So we get a federer Djokovic final, which... I think outside of the Nadal Djokovic well you know we saw Nadal versus Djokovic what at the Australian Open final and it wasn't that great like let's be honest it was kind of a it was a it was a letdown I thought it would be an epic they played epics in the past and Djokovic ran away with it Last time Federer versus Djokovic it was in Paris semi-finals and it was one of the best matches of the year So for the Masters 1000s events it was one of the best matches of the year Um, you know, Federer had his chances, it was super even, and it was head-to-head, so I want Federer versus Djokovic, it's going to be awesome, and I think the winner of that is going to be, as I find the prediction, the winner is going to be Novak Djokovic, now, the reason why is what I've said before, I just don't, I just don't think that I can go against Djokovic at this point, Um you know, he's he lost one match this year where he lost to RBA at the start of the year, but I think that since then he he doesn't look like losing. He only looked like he looked under in trouble against Medvedev at the Australian Open, but other than that, he killed everyone else and destroyed Nadal, which was you know insane. The way Nadal was playing at the Australian Open into the final, you think? Oh, well, I picked, I picked him to win and Djokovic made him look, you know, like a top like a top 20 player or a top 50 player. Crazy. So, I think Djokovic wins this one. Also, I just think Djokovic knows how to beat Federer. So, if it is a Federer versus Djokovic final, I just think Federer I just think Djokovic knows he can beat Federer whenever he wants. And even though Paris was really close and Djokovic just got through, I remember when the when they got to the third set tiebreak Djokovic ran away with it because he knew that he could beat Federer. He knows that he has the game for that. So I hope if they do play, well, you know, if they do play in the final, Djokovic will probably win, and that is going to be my pick for this tournament. Now, look, no surprise, I get it, easy pick, but I mean, who else can we pick? He's the only player that you can pick with one hundred percent confidence. That is, you know, he ticks all the boxes. He's he's won this event a bunch of times before. He's only lost one match this year, and that was to Batista Good, who's played really well this year too. He hasn't been upset by anyone yet, uh, you know. And then compare him to Nadal and Federer. Federer has had a shock loss at the Australian Open uh, to to Nadal had a shock loss to Curios last week, and I just don't. And outside of those guys, if you look at the you know, if you look at the past champions, nobody else has won this event that is actively playing in this tournament. There's three players that have won this event over the last 10 years, and I think Djokovic is the only one who, uh, at this stage, is playing really, really well. So, we'll see what happens. Like I said, upsets happen. Djokovic, I think Djokovic's draws really opened up because of the Kyrgios loss. If Kurios versus Djokovic, that could have been a real potential upset because um, we all know what Kyrgios is capable of when he's playing on a big stage against a big opponent. So, I think Djokovic dodged a bullet, and he won't have to play anyone tough until the semifinals against Zverev, potentially. But then again, Zverev might lose, and then Djokovic might get an easier run. So, you know, and he's and he's benefiting from not having to be in the same half as Federer or Nadal. So he gets a pretty, pretty good tournament up until the final. Then he's going to have to play one of the tougher guys. But yeah, that's my prediction. That's what I reckon will happen. Let me know in the comments below if you are watching this on YouTube. What you guys think? Uh, I love to hear what you guys who you guys think is going to win, um, yeah. And like I said, we're going to be doing a lot more breaking news stories. So keep you know keep on track with this stuff. I'll be bringing out on the YouTube channel. I'll be bringing out breaking news stuff. So if you know if Djokovic does lose to somebody who he should have easily beaten, I will talk about it on the channel. So make sure if you want to keep up to date with all the tennis news, all the latest men's tennis news, then uh, definitely subscribe to the channel. Definitely keep up to date with all the tennis stuff. And, uh, yeah, we don't have anything really to talk about besides this event. You know, we don't have anything until well, Miami's in a couple of weeks. We'll talk about that. And, uh, yeah, that's basically it. And then we get on to the clay court season and plenty of events to talk about then. So thanks for watching, everybody. Appreciate it. Remember, the live stream tennis um, on YouTube is coming back. It's coming back in April for the clay court season. I think Monte Carlo is the event we're going to start with. We're going to be talking about – we're going to be we'll, – well, I'll try – to do Federer's a match when he comes back on clay because I think he's playing in Madrid on clay. Maybe you can you know in the comments let me know if that's right or wrong. But I think he was predicted to play on the clay, and I really want to see that match because I want to see what Federer does on clay. So we're going to be watching a lot of Federer on clay this season. So definitely subscribe for that, and I'll see you guys next week for another episode of Tennis Talk.